When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more in any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. And you know what I say, Brandon? Bet it all on the bills. Whatever your paycheck was this week, put it all on the bills. Wise, wise advice. Well, to do that, you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm Brendan. And I am the athletic director at Bishop Sycamore High School. <laughs> what the hell was that story? Well, let me explain. The most preposterous thing that has ever happened? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm brand new. <laughs> I didn't know the game was going to be on ESPN. Like, I'm still getting my bearings. I was going through kind of a training week in my new job. I just mm-hmm. got over here. They uh, they kind of paid me to travel across country for my old job at Hollywood Upstairs Medical College. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity for a new start. I'm sick of working from home. And uh, turns out you're not allowed to just have a bunch of um, 21-year-olds who are just like, okay, at football, pretend to be a high school and just be based out of like, a weird looking business park slash mixed use building, but you, that you never actually are at that's just like a phony address. And you have like a, like a blog spot blog to pretend to be your website. And then also you're not really a high school. You're just a football team that loses to much better football teams. Mm. I didn't know you weren't allowed to do that. No one told me I'm brand new. I thought that was cool. I thought that's what everyone did. I'm sorry. That's it's it's just not allowed, man. 
All right. I'm Fine. Sorry. I'll give Taylor the headset. Oh, well, all right. Let me know when he's ready. Hey, what's up? Hey, Taylor, how are you, man? I don't know. This guy's asking if he can stay in my apartment. Says he got fired again. And I don't know who he is. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, you I should get probably like take care of that if you'd like to. Or yeah. you just let him stay? No, no, no. I kicked him out. Oh, okay, good. Well, anyways, Taylor, how are how are things? What's going on with you? What's new? What's what's exciting? Nothing. Good. Good. <laughs> the same can be said for the Buffalo Sabres because nothing has happened since our last episode. So today we're going to talk about what we think the term should be on each of the three remaining RFAs deals uh, for the Buffalo Sabres, that being Casey Middlestat, Rasmus Dahlin, and Henry Yoki Haru. Conversations had picked up between Kevin Adams and the agents for those three RFAs. So potentially we may be getting some news soon. Starting off with Rasmus Dahlin, Taylor, do you feel comfortable committing to him long-term when he hasn't, we'll say, lived up to being a first overall pick? I mean, last year was definitely a down year. He picked it back up under Granado, but he did not look like himself, you know, pretty much after his rookie year. Like, things started to change with Ralph Kruger, and it's taken a lot for him to come back. But, like, what do you think about term for Dahlin for next year? Eight years. Yes. Um, my thought is you try to get him for cheap. Like you do what you didn't do with Reinhardt. So you learn from Bottrell's mistakes. So to recap for people that I don't know, I haven't listened to, didn't listen to all our episodes from like February to June with Sam Reinhardt, you got obviously second overall pick his first, his draft plus one year, he just came up for the audition and went back down when they were obviously tanking. And then he had, like two good promising years, his age 19 and 20 or 2021 seasons, whatever. And then his third year, the first half of it was a disaster. And we all remember after the winter classic, he was great in the second half of the year, but there was a big question. Like, what do you pay this guy? What, what kind of term do you give him? Do you give him like a bridge deal? What are you expecting from him? He was great in the second half of the year, but he's been very unreliable and he was terrible. He had like five goals in the first half of the year or maybe, I don't know, like 10 points, something like that. That's not that bad. So what they did is they gave him a bridge deal. And guess what? He turned out that that second half was legit and he's gotten better and better. And where that left them was uh, he didn't have any reason to sign anything, but, you know, one year deals after that. So there was, <laughs> there was no incentive for him to sign anything long-term once they gave him that bridge deal. Cause that bridge deal brought him within two years of unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. And the team was terrible. So he knew that he kind of, he could keep his options open and get out of here and he, to get to a much better team. And he did. So instead of letting Darlene do something similar, what you could do is get him for a lower price. So yeah, the Sabres got Reinhardt for a great price for three years. Instead, you just do that long-term and maybe Darlene kind of box it like, geez, I don't know if I would go like eight by five and a half, whatever they're going to give him. Okay, that makes sense. You can give him a little bit more or you can make it six or seven years. But don't, don't do a bridge deal. Not even one year. Agreed. Don't even think about it. Because Darlene is, I'm going to say something different for the other people we bring up. But Darlene is someone who I think is going to be like Reinhardt. And maybe won't be as good as we thought Darlene was going to be. And maybe it'll be more of an offensive guy than a good, well-rounded defenseman. But he's going to be very valuable the way Reinhardt was very valuable. Couldn't agree more. I mean, that's the perfect analogy for this. He he definitely hasn't lived up to the draft position, but 
again, I like his odds to turn this around and, and continue to build upon the progress that he made under Don Granado. I mean, Granado first and foremost is going to be putting him in positions to succeed. That's the one thing that Ralph Kruger really never did do. He kept trying to make Dalene a player that he wasn't. And like you said, I think that with Granado, I trust him to be able to properly utilize Darlene's to his strengths. So if it is, you know, we do find out that he is just this offense first guy and, you know, he's not as much of a, a two-way dominant player as we would have thought, Granada will still put him in positions to succeed rather than try and make him be a player that he's not. So I'm 100% in agreement with you. Just give him the eight years. You have the money to do it now, especially after the Eichel trade goes down. It makes too much sense. So I, I agree wholeheartedly in that. So let's talk about Casey Middlestat then next, because this is a bit of an interesting case too, where even under Kruger last year, but even, you know, of course, after Kruger was fired, he still looked good under Granado, but he was pretty consistently solid all year last year. And that's really just to say that he has, I think, progressed as a player, not again to his draft position being a top 10 pick. He, he certainly isn't that, but he's proven that he could, be a valuable piece. And if he can continue to build upon what he did last year, I feel comfortable not, you know, giving him like a long-term deal, but if it's term wise, you look at it from like how, what they did with Tage with like three years. Now, I don't necessarily know how that contract's going to end up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, he, even though he's getting paid 1.3 million a year, I, uh, I still, yeah, not sure about it, but it's a, it's a cheap He's, term, but he needs that. He needs all that oh, money yeah. to buy groceries being a big, big <laughs> fella. But for middle stat, like I would be okay with if, if they did three years, cause you're still going to have his RFA rights after that. And, you know, you get a chance to get another crack at him uh, or another contract when you maybe have a better idea of who he is as a player and like a fully established NHL role. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'd be comfortable Again, someone you could probably get for cheap, knowing that they're better than they've shown so far, or they will be, you'll be paying for their uh, production, which will be, you expect to be better than their previous production. Middle stat, someone you could get, I think, probably pretty cheap for three to four years because he's, he's not just like a former first top 10 pick who's been humble, like who hasn't been that great. I think he's been humbled quite a bit because he hasn't had anything approaching a good season. He had uh, long stretches where he got a chance up here to show something and showed like nothing and has no production, no point totals to show for anything either. And got sent back to the AHL multiple times and didn't look that great there either. So happy with the way he looked in the second half of the year and get him a few years, you know, for cheap, cheaper than you would be able to normally. And look this year, it's not important that the stuff's cheap. If you want to give him a, Maybe I don't, I don't know how exactly front loading works these days. I know it's risky mm-hmm. with, you know, the way the NHL actually <laughs> actually comes down on that. But if you can, you know, move some money to this first year, make it a signing bonus or whatever, how, however you can work inside the rules, that's yeah. good because we're, you know, nowhere near the cap anyway. And then maybe less expensive after that if it's going to be a three to four year deal. I don't know. I don't want him for one year. I think one year would be kind of a stupid idea because, I mean, if that's what he wants, he, it probably is what he wants, but this is giving him some kind of security, especially if you're going to give him four years, like four by two or whatever, probably a little bit more than two. Uh, Casey Sezikis, Casey I should just say, uh, on the Islanders, 
just got a six-year deal, which is absurd. So <laughs> he's a little bit more established, but still six years for someone like that. Interesting. But yeah, that's uh, a Clay Goudreau deal. <laughs> yeah. Or Justin Abdelkader. I mean, know how that turned Yuck. out. Yuck. Yeah. One time, true story, listeners, someone tried to argue with me and Brendan that Justin Abdelkader should be on Team USA. He was on Team USA. Uh. <laughs> so Team USA agreed with him. But uh, I think we were proven right when America thoroughly embarrassed itself at World Championships. Taylor, when are we ever not with these sorts of things? That's true. No mess. Frequently, actually, as a matter of fact, but we'll, we won't get into that right now. All right. Well, I, I feel like, yeah, we are on the same page with Middlestat. And the one thing I will say, and we talked about this a good amount during the season, but I think the thing that gives me the most amount of hope with Middlestat is that his struggles that he had weren't because he didn't look like he had the skill level. Like he has a lot of, like his stick handling ability is above average. He has, he definitely has an above average shot. Um, but the one issue that he had was his conditioning and it looked like, and, it, and just his overall skating ability. And last year, I mean, leaps and bounds from what we had seen his first two years, he looked like his conditioning was better. He looked like he improved his skating and improved his style of skating because it seemed like he'd get into like the second and third period. And the guy was just like exhausted and dogging it on the way back his first two seasons. And, you know, let's keep in mind, too, that him coming into the league and getting his experience, he came out after he was a freshman. So he's only he was as a as a rookie in the NHL, two years removed from high school hockey. So, like, that's going to take some time and you're going to have to, you know, your body's going to mature and everything. And I think we're getting to the point now that, like, this year is really pivotal for him. And I would rather bet on him actually outperforming his contract Um you know, than him potentially just being a, a complete bust and not really providing any value to the team. I think that he absolutely does have the the capability of doing that specifically because he was able to improve his skating so significantly. So with that being said, how about we get on to no, I, I agree. Yeah. What do you think about Yoki Haru though? Sounds Taylor? good. He's really a solid, solid uh, fella. I, another guy, I don't see the problem is I don't, I don't know if you could actually get him for cheap. I don't know what the, uh, so, so arbitration with someone like him would be so interesting because he's a, uh, so defenseman, obviously no common statistics that you can judge them by. Like if you have a lot of points, that's fine, but most of them don't. So it's like, who's good and who's not comes down to a lot of circumstantial factors and also really what what stats you trust you know and what context you put things in so he was really impressive his first year and he was impressive in the second half of last year was not really good in the first half you know it wasn't good under Kruger like a million people weren't (laughs) true uh so that's that's an interesting interesting thing to uh to kind of ponder there I think I want him around if they that's another guy that I like you know I don't want to obviously re-sign a whole bad team, but like these are the guys I'm interested in keeping around for a few years. So another guy that I'd like for two or three years, I don't think you get him for that cheap. Like you can't just be like, um, well, shrug your shoulders kind of thing. Like you were, you were unreliable. So I don't know how much we can pay you, but we know you're going to be better the way I was talking about with Reinhardt and Darlene. However, he's also not like a first pair guy and maybe on a good team, not even a top four guy. So maybe he won't be too expensive, but I do want him back. And I'd like him back for a couple of years. Another guy that I don't want him to be like one year. 
we got. I feel like three or four. Yeah, three or four is fair with him. If it's four years and it brings down his AAV a bit, then I'm okay with that. So the way I think about him now isn't just like a good young defenseman. I think about him as a top ten pick because basically he's Alex Nylander to us now. And I'd yeah. rather him be like that Alex Nylander. I'd rather have him than actual Alex Nylander, who 100% isn't good and has hurt a lot. Uh, but yeah, Yoki Haru, I think, is it's someone that it's, it's a guy you have when you're a good team. And you could have these guys on a bad team, obviously. Like, he's not the kind of guy that's like, oh, uh, he's going to change your entire fortune. Not that many guys do in hockey, but he's someone that he can play on a good team. He can hold his own on a good team. He could play in big games and he'd have a role to play. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I feel confident. Well, if they're ever good. I mean, I don't know why, I don't even know why I wasted time on saying if you were on a good team, who gives a shit? We're never going to be good. So yeah, we're like three years away from that, even being a, remote possibility of decency i would say but that's okay because they actually feel like they're i feel like they're finally on a a realistic trajectory right now wouldn't you agree i mean yeah it seems like it at least like they know what they are they're not trying we've talked about that recently they're not trying to to be something they're not they're not signing taylor hall because they think it's going to put him them over the top to win a stanley cup you know they're realistic they know they're gonna ever say such a thing Uh, not my owner Hey, want to hear something crazy? Tell me. So apparently uh, this guy from McDonald's, McDonald's corporate, says that he unofficially revealed that Grimace, we all know Grimace, folks, we love Grimace, uh, is in fact a taste bud. And his quote is, he's enormous taste bud, but a taste bud nonetheless. The purpose of Grimace is to show that food tastes good. What? So Grimace is a taste bud. I, okay. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this, but all right. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it either. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that, that seems he, like a good place to end things. <laughs> why is he bigger than the Hamburglar? Because a Hamburglar is supposed to be a human man who loves hamburgers so much he'll steal them because the McDonald's hamburgers taste so good. You, dude, your taste buds just aren't that big, I guess. And then well, why, is there, buds, man. <laughs> why is there a clown in <laughs> You wouldn't understand. Why is there a clown? What? You wouldn't understand. I don't understand. I never thought about it. I guess I don't understand. I've never thought really about why Ronald McDonald exists. I guess he's like a mascot, but he's not even really a clown because he only has white face paint. And he's like, got a red little... nose. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, then in that case, you I thought that man was just walking around with just white face paint on. Well, he has that red little afro. Well, yeah, goodness. I don't see a lot of Ronald McDonald anymore. That's fair. That's fair. He's in hiding. Remember, remember when the, the BK King picked off Drew Bledsoe in a commercial and ran it back for a <laughs> touchdown? Was that what sent Ronald McDonald over the edge? He, he couldn't handle it ever since because he wasn't able to pick off Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Ronald McDonald did not have the range. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Man, the BK King, what a strange, what a strange looking guy. Very strange. Very strange. All right. Well, should we should we wrap up then, Taylor? And hopefully we'll uh have some more news to talk about by our Monday episode. Yeah, sure. Uh nothing really is going on, huh? I mean, 
hey, we're in September now, so it's only like a few weeks till training camp. That's all I got. Well, go Bills. That's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, so my random savers player is uh, JP Dumont. And my recommendation, I have a recommendation actually. Go ahead. It's, uh, the, it's a YouTube series by John Boyce, formerly of SB Nation. I don't even know who he's of anymore, but he's like, he's done a ton of these types of things, but he's done a, a long documentary series on the history of the Atlanta Falcons. And it's fascinating. What a weird history. You know, interesting. Interesting. Are some of our best friends, Deion Sanders, Michael Vick, Chris Big Chandler. The show. Chris Chandler. He's he's always tweeting at us like, "Great job, guys." Algie Crumpler, Steve Deberg. Oh wow. Steve Barkowski. Morton Anderson, right? Morton Anderson. Yeah. June Jones. Wow. The Grits Blitz. Jerry Glanville. Man, all kinds of guys. They love anyway, us, folks. Yeah, they, they love mostly us. sucked, but <laughs> a lot of four and twelve seasons. But anyway, can't right. relate. Well, my random savers player will be JP Dumont's teammate Jay McKee, since Jays. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Savers. Like we said, we'll be back with another episode on Monday. Make sure you're checking out the Hockey Podcast Network in the meantime, and all of our fellow shows a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And make sure you're checking us out on social media as well on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Savers and on Twitter at Straight Savers. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.